Yeah, Tom Kenny's unbelievable. God, he's so good. Which one is he? He's one to SpongeBob. He does like eight voices. Oh yeah, that thing. Two hours later. Two hours later. Patrick. That's what shit I've always wanted to do. Patrick. I've always wanted to be a voice actor. I always wanted to be like a real voice actor, like uh. Oh, uh, hi, SpongeBob. He. Squidward. You know who that is? Uh, uh, uh. You ever seen How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, it's, it's Marshall's it's dad. Marshall's dad. Oh, uh, hi, SpongeBob. Patrick, what are we gonna do later? Patrick. Patrick. That was, a perf- oh, that was perfect, Nick. We've already started recording. We should just start going. Leave oh that in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to our thoughts, everybody. We are back here on the Bruise in the Balcony podcast network. Nick and TJ back with you. You can follow us at Bruise BOTB. Uh, you know, when we started these, I didn't think we would actually have a week-by-week basis, but here do, we are. Do voices? Do voice acting? Well, we could do voice acting. I just meant, I, mean, I didn't think we'd do our thoughts oh, every back, single week. Back yeah, to back. I know. I love it. Back to back to back. I've worked three weeks in a row. I mean, I, I know I work harder ho, than you. Ho, ho. <laughs> ho, ho, Mickey Mouse. Here we or are. That's like Pillsbury Doughboy kind of. <laughs> here we are. That's actually not bad. Thank you. I wonder what, uh, before we get into our actual topic today, what, what's the best voice you can do? I think we've had this discussion at, at least I four I times. Do like the, the, I try to do like the Grinch. What I? It's Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean though. Connery. It, oh, it, here's the Grinch. The Grinch. Sean Connery. It's 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 Sean Connery playing James, the Grinch. James is what it is. <laughs> Sean Connery. That's what it sounds well, like. What's the uh, what's the uh, dog's name? I can't uh, oh, Max. Max. <sighs> Come here, Max. 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 You, no, you, you no, got, it's you Sean gotta, Connery. You got to do it right. Where you, it's about 15% Grinch where you and have to 85% do, Sean Connery. Yeah, where you have to do, like, you have to be able to read, like, certain sentences to practice. Yeah. I don't practice enough to be able to do it consistently where you say, like, other things that aren't uh, that aren't just, like, the one-liner that you go to. Like, like the Mickey Mouse. Ha, 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 boy. See, that's really good. Like, if I close <laughs> my eyes, I would say, like, that's that's Mickey Mouse. That's pretty good. Like, I, I don't like, like, say your name, like. Here we are on Bruise. Oh, yeah, like Bruise on a balcony. Yeah, it's like it's like certain words. You can be like the oh 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 Here we go. Here we. Go. Uh, that's Mario. That's it's Mario. It's Mario. That's he, Mickey playing Mario. Here we go. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty good. Can you do Yoshi? Yoshi. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, my bad. Oh, oh. It's like Yoshi, Yoshi, yeah, we'll Yoshi. Yoshi. Anyway, the little on stuff. Little who? I love you. Save that. I'm not on your sauce, cool. What? <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, yeah. No. Guy, back on our thoughts. Sorry, we were uh, watching a, a TikTok video of this guy, David the cast Do- of SpongeBob. Dobrik? Dobrink? Yeah. How do you say his name? Dobrik? I think it's Dobrik. He was uh, meeting with the cast of SpongeBob on Zoom and talking about how good Tom Kenny is and like how awesome it would be to be a voice actor. Oh, like, man. Can you imagine us being like animated series voices? Like, it would be the coolest job in the world. I, that, there we go. That can be a goal to get ourselves on a cartoon. I could probably do a cartoon voice. Well, it depends. Like, I got to play around with like what voices I can do. I make weird sounds all the fucking time. I know. We're sitting you down know? here in the studio and you're just kind of going, just like making weird I can do, like, Cooper uh, lines. Kind of like a, a rabid dog with Cooper. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Something that like could that. be an entire character that you do. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, um, What's his face from Family Guy that does? Uh, what's the main? What's the main? Peter Griffin. No, but Seth MacFarlane. Thank you, Seth MacFarlane. I was like Seth Rogen. He does no, Stewie. He does. Uh, yes. He does Peter. He does Quagmire. He does about hundred other voices. Yeah, the, the, the Peter. The Peter's a good one too. You can you can get that one. I wonder who's better though, Tom Kenny, 
I would say, I think it's Kenny. I think it's Tom Kenny is his name. The guy that does SpongeBob. He does a lot of the voices in SpongeBob, like the uh, two hours later. Two hours later. Um, But he also does a lot of the other animated series on Netflix, or Netflix, sorry, on, or cartoons, I should say, on Nickelodeon. That's what I meant to say. Yes. He's done like, I thought he was in like Danny Phantom or something. He was like one of those guys. Yeah, Timmy Turner's a girl. Oh, yeah, for sure. So is uh, Tommy Pickles. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Tom Kenny is his name. He's been literally in so much shit. But I wonder who's had the more successful voiceover career, him or Seth MacFarlane. Uh, Ooh, who do you think's worth more money? I'm going to say Seth, Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane, that's yeah. what I would go with. Family Guy's like... Family Guy's a friend. I mean, it's so it's big. Tom Kenny net, net worth. What are you going to guess, Nick? Tom Kenny's net worth. I'll go 50 mil. Wow. I'm going to wait on that one. 50 mil? 50 mil. It's a lot less than Seth MacFarlane, so a lot less. I'm going to make sure I get Seth MacFarlane's correct. I'll go Seth MacFarlane like 400 mil. <sighs> You're right on the money. You're pretty close with uh, with Seth MacFarlane. So Tom Kenny is $16 million. That's yeah. it? $16 million? Like one of the most successful cartoons of all time? He like co-created it too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? $16 million. Now, now, this might be wrong. It's the first thing I saw. This dude does so many different things. That's there's no way that's right. Anyway, and Seth MacFarlane's how much? Um, so Seth MacFarlane's three hundred million. Three hundred mil, three bills, three I mean, stacks. I, when I asked the question, I figured MacFarlane would be way more, but not that much. I don't know. Sixteen million dollars for the creator of SpongeBob? What? Crazy good. Seth MacFarlane's also done like movies and shit. Crazy too, and good. Family Guy's name huge. That, name so. that. Uh, uh, that's uh, that's uh, French French toast, pop tarts. It's one of those. No, it's uh, pop tarts. Pop tarts. Yeah, crazy good. Crazy good. I you remember all those commercials? Those, all those commercials from your childhood, like oh, all hell the, yeah. the cereal commercials. Cocoa for cocoa puffs. That one and uh, Frosted Flakes. More than, than good. good. They're great. Old Tony the Tiger. Frosted Flakes. Yeah. Anyway. Welcome in, guys, to uh, our thoughts as we uh, we go into our actual discussion is why you came on to the show today. Um, Nick, we were talking earlier, you know, about uh, we talked the last two weeks. First was about uh, the future of BOTB and, you know, where it started and where it's uh, going to yes. go. Then we uh, kind of broke down. Nowhere. It's canceled. I'm moving <laughs> to Reno. See you later. We Bye. broke down We broke down Reno, the move to Reno for you. And uh, this week we uh, discussed what we've talked about. Honestly, this will be a good conversation because I don't think you and I have talked a lot about this, to be honest. So the the audience kind of gets that first real conversation between us for, for business is how do we expand the staff, if you want to call it the staff, of Brews on the Balcony? The staff of yeah. Brews on the Balcony. Like, you know, adding another, uh, whether it be another voice, that's not exactly where we're looking. It's Fire more TJ of, Weber, uh, <laughs> replace him with somebody better. I was well, gonna say, who can I throw? Will see who this, can I throw? You'll under the see bus this here? ship sink, brother. This ship will sink without like, me. Should I throw my wife Kendall under the bus? Should I throw Laura <laughs> under the bus? Had to be me. Should I throw Zook under the bus? Nah, we'll we'll keep it with everybody else on the show is excellent. You want my honest opinion? I told you this. I said either one of us leaves and it's it, the show's done. Oh hell yeah! It dude. should it should be that way. Well, cause... it was interesting. So we were talking with um, I was talking with an, a new prospective book it and book it sports employee. And we were having a discussion because right now, Book It Sports is in the process of, we got in the business what you call your seed funding, right? You got your seed funding. Series A is the next round of funding. And one of the big topics that we've been discussing with the Series A funding 
when we get the the big racks is expanding the uh, expanding the staff. That same conversation. And one of the conversations we were having was how to build out um, podcast teams, really like going throughout the industry and, and building out podcast teams. And I was referencing our program saying how, well, you got to find a, you got to find a point guard and you got to find a, a shooting guard. And you got to mm-hmm. find people that like know their role. You can't get two point guards. Like if I was a point guy as well, our show would not work because we would try to both want to lead the program. We For both sure. want to be the, the prominent voice in the program, but we know our roles. You're the lead, and I'm the. I bring in, you know, more of the flavor, the pizzazz. Not more. The, I, yeah, I know. I know what you're pizzazz. saying. I'm a pizzazz guy. I, I, I mean, keep the conversation. As going. Grandma Barry says, I'm funnier than you are. No, so okay. That's, it's your grandmother saying that. That key. doesn't mean anything. No offense to to Sue, great lady, but <laughs> she, she. It's fine. She doesn't know real humor. It's okay. It's okay. A lot of us don't know real humor, and that's fine. I was taking shots <laughs> at my grandma. She took shots at me first. Uh, she no, did un, unabashed. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think the, the the shots probably started coming from Caller Joe. I always I always throw Caller Joe under the bus first because he's an easy target. No, you, you're right though because I'm used to being the point guy. I've always been point guy on former radio shows and I've done and um, I'm just kind of used to carry on the conversation. You know, I I can kind of read when there's going to be a quote unquote lull or if there's some part of the topic that I think has died down. Where we've we're never just had kinda, a lull on our show. Nah. Bras. Bruce, Bruce. That's a good point. Well, Bruce is, uh, we've had topics that maybe aren't as captivating as we may think later on. But yeah, I think you're right. We haven't really had times where we sit there and like stare at each other like, now what? You know, and I I would say I'm pretty good at knowing when to move on. Um, We both get in good conversations. I know how to kind of have my little humor. I kind of throw little jabs in there every once in a while. Nick's more of the the wacko radio DJ guy, but not really, not that wacko. Wacko radio DJ guy. That's the only way I can describe it. It's like the wacko number two guy. Comedy Central <laughs> with DJ Nick at night. DJ Nick at night. I, I guarantee you would have had that if you had a late shift. Nick at night. Oh yeah. That's never been done before. Never, never. <laughs> Nick at night. Literally a whole. TV Anybody named Nick with a late night show. Literally, from 10 PM literally old TV series. Well, I know that. I'm just saying, like a radio DJ that oh, took that for Nick sure. Nick at night. But uh, no, I I think you're right. So my question was, you know, when we first started talking about, do we continue to keep building it on our own, but do we also try to add more people into it? Yes, and I agree. Um, but when we first had the conversation, we've had this conversation maybe twice, like not very often, um, about growing is because we sit there and we try to be supermen and try to do every single aspect of what we're doing, and you know. We've talked about it. Whenever you're doing podcasting, it's not just, well, for Nick's sake. I'm just kidding. But Nick walks into the studio or is on Zoom, pops off, and then I do the editing. Like It's not over when the show's over. The uh, editing and everything is just starting. So you got that part of it. And then you talk about the videos. Me and Nick have to shoot it. We have to, you know, go back into it, edit, make sure it sounds good. That takes time. Uh, blogging takes time, making sure it flows well, making sure the website looks good. I mean, we've done everything, but there's a point when you want to keep adding things that it gets to be, I wouldn't even call it too much. It just dilutes your time onto other things. You know, like me and Nick host brews. We co-host bras. We, I would say we're all pretty much hosts on the football show. Zook's like the main one in the off season, but I say during the live show, we're all pretty similar and, I know I quote unquote run it, but we're all in the mix of of everything. So you got those. Then you talk about the editing. You talk about the setup we do, the video, everything I mention. 
well, you know, I do the T-Rav tour now, and that's something that has been getting a lot of clicks. And Big we say, T-Rav tour guy. Hell yeah. And it's Who doesn't love toasted ravioli? I mean, you're a St. Louis guy. You better like toasted ravioli. It's like Emos. If you don't like Emos and you're from St. Louis, like, you've got a problem. Square beyond compare. <laughs> We're giving so many free ads today. I love it. <laughs> Friend of the program. Friend of the program. They, I do. They, they really are. They like the my. They liked my tweet when I did the T Rav tour. They're friends of the program. Friend, friends of the family too. But we we're talking like, okay, that worked. Like, what else can we do? You know, what else can we add while continuing to do that content to just keep getting more clicks? And the thing is, when we keep adding different series and everything, it becomes more work for us when we're doing the same things we've been doing for two years. So, getting to the point. We at first talked about adding a co-host to make a third guy. Nick and I flow pretty well, I'd say, together. We still want some more audience interaction. We get a little bit, which is nice. Um, but we were deciding, I'd say a year ago, I guess. Was that when we talked about possibly bringing in a third? If well, it was the right guy? yeah, we've always talked about it kind of off the top. We've kind of discussed the option of having a third. Because three, three just is good. Because it, you're right. When we talk about getting in the, into those lulls with one and two people, sometimes you get into those lulls. With three, there's always somebody that's going to have an opinion sure. or somebody that's going to be talking, especially if you find the right three, right? You have a point guard, you have a two, a strong two, and then you have a three that's more of a not as involved maybe as the two person, but brings in good, healthy debate, funny when they chime in, and things of that nature. And so it's all about finding the right person, though, because, again, you have to be able to flow within the the, the flow of the show, and everybody has to understand their role. Yep. A lot of times these days you have people that will come in they want to be the star. They want to be the star, baby. The, the star. The big old star. The Hollywood star. And they want the show to be all about them or have the most prominent voice, but it's understanding kind of where you fit into the show and kind of what your role is for that show. And and that's where, especially when we're doing interviews, you know, whenever we do interviews, we kind of let the guest do most of the talking. We pipe in with questions here and there. But when you're doing a show with more than two or three you know, some shows have done four and do four and five. If you're like the the Woody show, formerly of in St. Louis, now in Los Angeles, they have five people between Menace, Raby, Seabass, Woody, and uh, I can't think, and Gregory. And so they have you know five people in there, and then more people even as interns and their video guys and their producers that all chime in. So they have upwards of seven to ten people in the show at one time, but it works so well because everybody knows their role. And mm -hmm. I think that's something that's important to find, which isn't always easy, is finding somebody that fits the flow of the show, that wants to be you know, committed to doing two shows a week, three shows a week, whatever that may be. And especially now that it's live, like you got to get up, you got to be ready exactly. to go. And, and yeah. so really getting into that kind of flow of, of doing you know multiple shows a week when sometimes it's okay to do if it's just one show a week, you know, you only have, you know, your commitments that once a week, it's kind of more of a hobby, but once it becomes two, three, four shows a week, especially when we have full-time jobs, other obligations, and, you know, can't really pay via financial standpoint, that's when it makes it a little bit more difficult. You really got to like it. You really got to love it. You got to love it because of, again, the fact that right now we're, we're building something and it's it's been fun. And again, we've we've talked about in past podcasts where we're very happy with where we are, but it's always about you know taking the next step. Of course, we want to have the big piece of the pie when we believe this does hit. It, it already has in ways where we've gotten money, but you know, Nick and I have talked about us starting it. We want to get the biggest piece because we 
have grinded and have continued to build this and we want to continue to to you know bring content and everything but we also understand that you have to bring more people into the fold and as far as the show especially now i don't think it would be a possibility i mean i don't think there's ever a wrong time to find the right person by the way guy or girl i think it would if we flow well with them i think it wouldn't matter either way and not saying we would ever add one this is a conversation we had a year ago it's still always in the back of our minds because i think nick's right like we have we have times not very often luckily where we're like kind of you know looking for things to talk about and the thing that kind of goes with it too is we don't have as much audience interaction as we did when we first started and that's that's the truth we have comments and people on facebook and stuff and i know it's a different thing with a live show where some people are at work they can't chime in the right way but that's why we have the text line we have the voicemail line we try to get people involved and again i i think there's there's things we're trying to do to get people involved more so we can have audience interaction like that's what makes every show i listen to fun like even the podcast i listen to it's a, a live show tma we talk about all the time on on 590 the fan the morning um, after in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, and it's a great show because they have listener involvement, and they have texts flying in every two seconds, and they have phone calls and everything. And I understand where they're at and where we are, but eventually I want to get to that point where it's like all audience interaction. Yeah. Like that's, I think then you don't need a third co-host. I think one thing that's interesting about that is we kind of go for more of the traditional morning radio show type feel. Like That's kind of more of our, of our vibe is walk in and – just kind of sit down and shoot the shit versus I think most podcasts right now have some sort of direction or end goal, right? Mm -hmm. So they're talking about, for instance, if it's a true crime podcast, they're talking about a specific scenario that they are breaking down. I know true crime podcasts are very, are very uh, topical. Or if it's Joe Rogan, he's interviewing Elon Musk about everything and anything that Elon Musk has related to this world or you know it, it, a lot of podcasts are driven by an interview subject that's where rogan's for uh, specialty is in sure but uh or like erica nardini's podcast it is you know business driven and as the ceo of barstool it has the backing of barstool right and so there's a lot more there from her day-to-day -day life and so like some of it is talking about you know, for, for us, there's two guys, our experience, what we did this weekend, we went out and partied and, and like did all this stuff. And like, there's fun, engaging content there. Like it definitely gets people to laugh, but without that inner audience, like without being attached to our family or friends, I think a lot of people find it maybe unrelated, not unrelatable, but like, they're like, Oh, why do we care what TJ and Nick did this weekend? Right. And that's why I think these podcasts are when you're talking about like the state of the industry mm -hmm. or where the business is going or like the behind the scenes stuff. This is why I was like, when you came up with this idea to do the, our thoughts kind of segments, these are good. Cause it's just like, Oh, you know, you're actually, you're not talking about something specific necessarily to yourself but it's kind of yeah but yeah. it's more of like it's more thought-provoking than our our regular shit stick show that we do on monday friday which is very fun and good yeah but it's just different and i think we're still in the scenario where if we had a time slot on like a seven to ten a morning drive we would get a lot of listeners because people still specifically in st louis more less than other areas still haven't converted fully over into into podcasting we talked to you know we talk about tma and tim and i've had conversations with him about 
you know, could the show exist without the radio station? I think eventually, certainly it could. Mm -hmm. Certainly the radio station could, you know, what will we look, what will look, what will things look like in 10 years for morning and afternoon drive radio? Will it be podcast only or podcast with a live streaming capability where you're not on terrestrial radio anymore or you know will terrestrial radio stick around i would say it's going to be moving more towards the podcast platform i think we're just you know we're more traditional in the type of show that's like a morning radio show and that's why we go on that's why we go on facebook live to get that audience interaction and it's it's been great too yeah i I think that was one of our are honestly best ideas we've ever had for sure because for it's sure. just i i enjoy the fact that you know we get the reactions from people on oh i love the graphics or i love this and then i think there's there's something with you know if if you listen to a podcast or a show seeing having the opportunity to see those people talk and interact is a hundred times better sometimes. I know some people. That's what's great about having both options. You can podcast. You can or podcast watch like live. they're like, dude. I, I'm sorry, I don't have any time to watch it. All I got to do is when I go to the gym. And you can or still watch lunch, it later. But you can watch it later, and that's what a lot Facebook of people live. do. And that's what's the, the best part about it is I wanted to do it, and Nick wanted to do it because of the audience interaction. Yeah, I didn't really want to do it. <laughs> He's like, here, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Okay, i got to wake up at 8.30 now. Fuck. But the way our show works is audience interaction. Like We we used to have three to four voicemails a show. We used to have our five-star reviews we'd read and stuff like that. And yeah, we've got one of those in a while. It slowed down because of, I think, it's good that we've we've gotten into a situation where we've been doing this so long. Everybody just kind of knows who we are, and and the, the new honeymoon feels kind of over. Yeah, yeah, we hit that you know? ceiling for like the first like the first wave, and now sure. it's now it's more or less focused on expanding on what we're already doing, like keeping the audience that we have, which everybody's. We been, have our regulars, which is awesome. yeah, we have our regulars, you know? which is good. But taking that like next step, and that's when I think we talk about, you know there are only so many hours in a day and sure certainly we could spend less time playing mlb the show and less time on netflix and less time dicking around on our phones for an hour and a half you know between when we could be being productive but we got to be realistic here we can't be productive we're not gonna be productive 100 percent of the day you need some of that to blow off some steam exactly get away from it and plus you know we understand the importance of family and friends and social time and not throwing all of our time our spare time because we're still working full-time jobs too on top of building our own company and doing our own podcast like we're doing a lot and so i think that's when especially when we're shooting ideas off each other talking about things whether it's new video ideas new content new t-shirts um which will be available on friday by the way bruce the slash store mm-hmm. nice plug and if you're listening to this in 2022 <laughs> yeah, then it's been st- out for two years still go still go to <laughs> bruce slash store you can still get t-shirts there that's evergreen but you know, you got to be realistic. And that's where I think sometimes we come in, we're like, oh man, we have all these great ideas. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, how many can we actively do right now yeah. on top of what what else we're doing? You know, that's why it's just like good to have like an idealist and always actively try to get better, try to put more, you know, okay, check, we did that idea. Boom, let's move to the next one. Let's add, let's keep adding. But we're getting to a point where we're kind of capping what is physically capable of ourselves. I say we may we say that, and that may be complete bullshit. We may be able to do way more than we think we can, but at this point, it's like okay, time to start looking at bringing other people in in that want to build their own brand as much as build our brand. Sure, and that's that's the whole point of it too, is to help help it grow. I want to interact with more people. I I can't tell you how much fun you know Nick and I started this thinking it would just be kind of us for a while, and then. When I brought Laura in, like it was just kind of like, hey, you want to sit down and like 
bullshit for a minute and like she did and then she like liked it like she she never struck me as somebody that would ever want to do something like this and now she looks forward to bras every week it's and my that's show. like something that's yeah, it's, cool it's good, but it's like neat because kendall's the same way you yeah. know my sister-in-law it, she never my struck wife. me as somebody that <laughs> nick's next wife never struck me as somebody that would want to do that every week and now it's like expected and the cool thing is same thing like you know it's it's the way you meet people you can't force it like i met zook through lindenwood you know he uh he got in contact with me and he said hey i'd be interested in broadcasting some baseball games <clears throat> and uh we started talking and he just really was just well put together as far as you know his professionalism and the way he spoke and the way he broadcast and i'm like this kid could be good and i and then we started talking about football and i'm like holy shit this kid he knows a lot of football i'm like here's this is our guy and i gave him a shot i said look you're not gonna make any money for a while but if you're interested in building this if you want a platform because he, he used to have his own podcast i said dude come on in and he's been perfect he's yeah. been perfect for the football shit he's so good at it and i've had People like, like a couple of my dad's friends that listen to our football show, they don't listen to anything else. They listen to the football show. They say, Yeah, you guys are entertaining, but that fucking Zook, holy shit. I can't. And but that's they what say, I want. They say, that fucking Zook. That fucking Zook. But I, I, I want people to love individual people as well. Like, I, I want people that maybe no, don't like you and me to still listen because like, Zook's TJ. there. I mean, everybody loves me. We know that. <laughs> but you need that you need that variety. And Zook gives us that for football. Big Web's content for gambling is just awesome. I mean, yeah. it is just it is ponies. Gold. That's that's Big Web for you. I mean, those reactions are just completely real, and it just makes it it's, so much. It's just so fun. It's understanding <clears throat> too. I think when you know, as we develop content and create new things, it's understanding like where your audience is at. Not trying to do everything if you don't have the capability to do that. We were talking earlier about making like pieces of content and then sandblasting them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Like not all of our audience is going to be in one specific place. So mm-hmm. we are like, oh, we got to put it everywhere to maximize our audience. When in reality, we should be doing like specific content that you can only get on Facebook, only get on Instagram. And if people are like, oh, well, like I don't follow you guys on Instagram. I follow you guys on Facebook. So just put it there. Well, no, it's going to be too bad. You're just not going to see that content. If you want to see that content, you have to go Different to Instagram places. to see it. And, and really, you know, making people be like, hey, this is a content exclusive for Instagram. You're not going to get this anywhere else. So it gives people a reason to follow us on the different platforms. I understand yeah. not everybody loves to do social media and have a bunch of different accounts. You know, some people only do Facebook. Some people only do Twitter. Uh, some people only do Instagram. And so having pieces of content that work for that uh, platform is going to be something that we're going to focus on a little bit more, you know, because it also limits the amount of work we have to do for certain things. So like for a T-Rab review, you only have to post it on Twitter and it, you or Twitter and Facebook, not YouTube. Like YouTube is only going to be for certain things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I have been posting it on YouTube, but I mean, our YouTube numbers are, we don't really know what YouTube's for as far as our content. But, you know, it's, it's it, for me, I told Nick, I'm like, it it's it should be like a hub for all of our videos. So like for instance, if I want to go watch a barstool video, for some reason I don't go to their website or their app. I go to YouTube, and that's just what I yeah. do. So that's the way I think about it. But, but now you have you know. those hubs built into Facebook with Facebook Watch. You have yeah that true. built in with IGTV now. And so every every so you almost don't need YouTube. Every platform yeah. is different and is utilized for its own thing. YouTube to me is still for like a lot of self help, a lot of 
vlogging, a lot of, you know. It is good, by the way, for website posting. Like, whenever I post my reviews yeah. on, our, on our blog, it's way easier there to post a YouTube link. There so. are certain things that, like, for for instance, like Rogan's interviews, I would always go, I always go to YouTube to watch those. Yeah. I, you, you can't watch them on Twitter because Twitter Twitter's more of, like, in-the-moment type situation. Twitter's great for polls, for instance. Twitter's sure. great for polls. Instagram, Facebook, not so much. They tried to adopt it after Twitter brought in polls. Didn't work out so well. Still works, just not as well. And same so, thing with Twitter. Like, Twitter's the king, I think, of short video clips you know yes. like here's for instance so again it's it's this is GIF, july GIF, 7th gifs on twitter like gifs were made for twitter right exactly like, it's it's short gifs were made for texting point. and twitter not Content. for instagram yes. not for not for facebook I'll, I'll just give you an example like today is july 7 2020 GIF, GIF. just so it, it's just it's, i know it's not evergreen but like right now i have almost 800 views again it, it's not it's we want a lot more this is just building though but 785 off a little bit why don't you <laughs> T-Raptor, Salt and Smoke, 785 on Twitter. Go to Facebook, it's like 150. It's like, it's crazy, but it's it's about that yeah. retweet. We got the retweet from Salt and Smoke, but it's also that it's it was a 45-second video. People going through Twitter at autoplays, and they're like, bam, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's what I want. And you can, I mean, and you can monetize that stuff too. I think that's, I think that's one thing, you know, as we generate to the next level, we're kind of beyond beginner level. We're, we're pretty much beyond medium level. We're not quite major level but we're in between that like medium like we have a studio we have professional equipment we have the consistency we have the quality we have we listeners have content, a listener we, fan base we have an audience built in now we sell merchandise we do all these things where it's like as we look to make the next step it, it's really thinking about like okay building out building out a team and it's hard to do when you don't have you know money it's not like a a, a startup company like like book it is where it has an end goal or you're getting a service it is a podcast that we are trying to create it into a business and a brand which is something that's certainly a challenge to do and something i think we can do have done are good at um but really it starts with building out that team and we've talked about i think in the past we've discussed we have had interns work for us we've had we had intern jack yeah, jack was here for a day jack was here for a day he created the <laughs> bruce and the balcony logo. the original logo yes he created he the original logo and we had in, intern big pat and big pat another day that yeah. <laughs> was there for a day big pat came on to one show i think and then and then said some stuff that got him canceled uh not not actually he just <laughs> we, never he just never came back I, big, said, I asked him what his favorite cuss word is and he used uh the c-bomb the c-bomb yeah <laughs> uh, big pat great kid hilarious one of zp's best friends and uh so jack and pat were both good but i I think when Jack and Pat were we were bringing them on as interns, they there was some genuine interest there. There was genuine interest in what we were doing uh, with the podcast, but we didn't have, you know, we were still out of the spare bedroom of the apartment. We didn't have any professional uh, studio equipment. Even we weren't even in Studio 2.0 yeah. before we got to 3.0 yet. We didn't even have the curtains on the wall and the, and the new mics and the new table and, and stuff like that. Or table 2.0 before before 3.0 before the the desk not a fucking table that big t built us but now we're at a point where it's like okay we have the studio we have more structure we know what the fuck we're doing we're we're looking at okay now would be an opportune time an ideal time to bring in an intern that yes we can't pay however we have a lot of other value that we can give from our network of connections from our expertise in the industry our knowledge and our experience in the industry being yeah. in it for going on six seven years now between the two of us 14 really in different areas and so i think there's a lot of value that we can offer to for an internship that you could legitimately get college credit for for working with us and, and there's more structure 
where now it's like we're at that point where it's like okay we can take that next step and that's probably where it starts sure is, is with uh with some sort of intern well it's also not even for you know college kids and when we say intern it's more of the name that yes we're, we can't offer a position because we call it intern because it's going to be unpaid but you know there's also a lot of people out there i know listening to this i'm sure too that you have a nine to five job you make good money you're content with life and that's awesome but a little part of you is sitting there going fuck I, I i love the barstool model fuck i wish i could do this i wish i could try this i wish i, I really have a good idea for this as a show that is what we have as this platform is to build. Now, again, it's not like we're going to give anybody and everybody a show. Most likely you will not get a show, at least for the start of it. It's more of like if you want a platform to try blogging, if you have before, if you have talent, if, if you're somebody that's sitting there going, dude, I, I know I could be good at this. I know I could be a content creator because it seems like more people, and maybe it's just the circle we're in because we're – in the middle of this type of world and we follow people entrepreneurs and everything but it seems to me everybody i look at is trying to be a content creator in some fashion no matter if you're an entertainer sports guy news politics you, you have in this world right social media you have to be a content creator if you, you know if whatever you, you do basically if you want to do anything and then that's where again not everybody's comfortably in a content creator being on camera being a talent but I mean that, that you said it perfectly. Like, there's tons of opportunities, and yeah, intern is probably the wrong term. I think it's going to be interesting how we go about moving forward through 2020 um, in the the work world after the pandemic is yeah. over. And one of the things was like terminology for um, your job title, your job status. And yeah, intern is probably not the proper. Word. We just want a team member, someone sure. that wants to come on and be another. Be an, be another member of the group. Maybe you, whether it's having your own show or not having your own show. If you don't want to have your own show, you don't have to have your own show. Like if you just want to do behind the scenes stuff, you do behind the scenes stuff. Like big T. You want to learn more, man. Like if you want to learn more about camera work and editing and yeah. and graphics and like tr trust me, like we make graphics, they look fine. Like I'm getting better Photoshop, but like you guys might be sitting there going, these graphics are shit. I can help. We want those type of people, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like, really, just we'll bringing give you anybody involved that wants to be that, but again, doesn't want to be okay. There sometimes it's a there all the time type thing. You know, it, it's not somebody that comes around. Yeah, you know, when we need them, it's sure. somebody that comes around all the time and can actively contribute to the overall idea of what we're doing, and and that wants to build their own brand too. I think sure. we talked about that with with Book It as just as important it is building. <laughs> our brand for the the social media betting platform for the app, it's equally as important to be building our own brands as we go along. Because we look at, I've talked to Z the P about this a lot, um, with Bruise on the Balcony. You know, Bruise on the Balcony is the name of the podcast. It's the name of the brand. But really, it's TJ Weber, Nick Yale. That is really the brand. And we're really building, you have to build your own brand to really make yourself stand out. Because Bruise on the Balcony it, you know, we would like it to go very much long term, but if it sure. pivoted into something else, people still know this podcast and know this brand as TJ and Nick, and right. that's what I think we want to get across first and foremost, and really give other people the opportunity to do the same thing with their own brand underneath our umbrella of Bruise in the Balcony. Use our platform, what we've built already. You know, our resources, our equipment, things like that to help build their brand. Definitely. You know, in turn, we're getting their audience and they're getting an opportunity to do it on a platform that is, you know, 
a little bit, I'd say a little bit established, not well established, but a little bit established. And that's something else we've struggled with too is deciding what the right move is because if you guys, you might not, any of the OGs will probably remember, but when we first started this, it was fromthetapsports.com. It was Brews on the Balcony presented by fromthetapsports.com. It was the barstool. It's what part my take is to barstool type of thing. We were trying to have like a network where it was, you know, I started too big too fast. Like we've done that on a lot of shit where it's like, this is my dream to start like a platform for people. It doesn't have to just be St. Louis, but like Midwestern, and now it could be really anywhere if we find the right people. Um, it, it was trying to find a network of people to get together. So like if Nick and I did a podcast, but then like Joe Schmo from Chicago, we get really close with him and he's good and he's got good content for Chicago and we have a good back and forth, but he doesn't want to name his. Joe. Joe's a good dude, Schmo's man. Schmo's a great guy. Schmozy. But, <laughs> but if he has a different podcast name, like that's that's kind of my idea is like, all right, let's say we grow, you go to Reno and it shows that we can be in different cities and then someone from Chicago calls up and says, Hey, like I got a good idea and here's my background and we're like, Yeah, this kid's good. Let's let's give him a at least an episode or see how the audience reacts to him. I don't know how that works because Bruise on the Balcony is not really a it's a podcast network, but every show Nick and I are on. So Bruise on the Balcony it still makes sense. It's still our brand. But if we go out and someone else brings another show to us, would we have to start another network? Would we start like a website? I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I mean, we're not worried about that right now. We're worried about more of our stuff. And when we talk about people coming into the fold, it's more of like helping us out with our video content, our social media. Yeah. But we always think big picture, you know? If someone likes the idea we have and wants to be in business together down the road, how do you go about that? Because we, we talk about timing. If something like that would happen, you and me would have to run it, and now we talk about more time involved, yeah, and that's right. just something. So it's more like we. I think if I can speak for us, which I do this a lot, I'd like to say I speak for both of us. But Nick and I are building this bruise on the balcony brand. Probably, if it doesn't, if we never expand past like shows in our own network with Nick and I both involved, make it more like we would be willing to join another website down the road. Like, mm-hmm. Bruise on the Balcony is our brand, ours. We might have our own yeah. site, but then, like, it's like if Barstool picked us up. Yeah. Bruise on the Balcony sponsored by or presented by Barstool Sports, presented by Joe Schmo's R Us. Hello, all Joe's this, Joe a great Schmo. guy. So, you know what I mean? It's 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 a very uh, – it's a fine line when you talk about what we want to do for our own brand, but it's also not a fine line when you talk about – expanding past that because some people like let's say we add another show and we want to keep it at botb some people people be like dude no i don't Fuck i don't you i want I, my own brand i know my name that's, i don't want it to that's be that's the here. thing and that's where it, that's where it gets to be interesting is because again everybody thinks they're the greatest thing in the world and loves their shit like more than anybody everybody else just believes in themselves and that, that's good to have that and i think it's good to establish you know i, th- I think either options are on the table one, one of the things we always discuss is is have you know have dreams have a big picture but think but start small start somewhere but not also while you're doing that don't have a direct plan of where you have to go that's an end-all be-all that's it make it or break it like okay we have to be at ten thousand uh subscribers by x amount of date because what happens when you get there and you didn't hit it then you become disappointed and be and start saying, "Oh well, is this really worth it?" I yeah. don't know. You got to just do it because you love it, and just do it regardless of what people think. And that's where I think we take our, our brand is sure we're just going to do this. We're going to keep trying to build our brand. If people want to join us, if we can find some people that want to build their brand alongside us, 
awesome. If someone wants to pick us up, cool. That's great, too. If nobody wants to pick us up and no one wants to join us, that's fine, too. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, we like, still enjoy doing it. Yeah, you it, know? it's still a fun time to be able to just go off and, and jump on the podcast, regardless of if you're making any dollars or if you're not making any dollars. If you're making any, if you're making dollars and you do what you love, awesome. That's cool, too, but that's not going to be the end-all, be-all. Certainly, we'll strive to do that. We're never going to say, oh, this isn't making any money, so we'll just quit trying. No, we'll always try to make money off of it and monetize it. Because you always got to keep thinking about moving forward, adding more, adding more, adding more, until you're to a point where you don't have to add anymore. And even that, even then, even when you get to a point where you're content, I think it's still important to try to improve. Every day, you can always get better, whether it's in life or podcasting or running a business. There's always something you can be doing differently that yep. you can be doing to adapt to the new times that we talk about you know, coronavirus and what the pandemic has caused uh, all of this for, for not only our podcast, but for regular jobs uh there's always you can always be willing to change and adapt because things are never going to stay the same things are always going to be moving changing and you got to be willing to adapt and move with it so not getting locked into one specific scenario where we have to be at i think is good for us i think we've done that well Mm -hmm. because i mean shit we didn't know idea we're gonna have a fucking uh, this time last year what what we were in may june july july of last year i think we were just i was just coming back from from new york city and we were sitting in there talking with uh with philly phil about that trip up to uh up to new york and we were still in the apartment there was no radar of getting a house for you guys wasn't even a thought dog not a thought you know studio not even a consideration consideration studio mics all none of that we didn't have money to pay for it and that's what i talked about in the first episode i go whenever we get like we're not content with our situation or like we want more 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 i said sit back and look around where you are real quick like we built this in in two years less than two years i mean that's that's something to be proud of and a lot of we built this in like four months i mean we did granted i'm I'm telling you from the from the money this and yeah i would say from like I would say from August until March is when we built this, got the money and built this whole studio. Yeah. It was from August to March. And the brand, I mean, the thing is too, is we just kept building it and it's it's just like, we all the brands we look at and we compare ourselves to is what we want to be, what, what uh, business model is and everything. They've been going, everyone that I can think of that I've talked about is at least 15 years in the making. This shit doesn't, happen overnight and so like again in less than two years i'm happy where we are and it's the reason we have these these our thoughts conversations too is because i'm sure i hope there are and if there's not that it's fine this we're just thinking out loud but i'm sure there are people out there that have thought about reaching out to us i'm sure there are people if not reaching out to us yeah do it right now not reaching out to us though they've had their own ideas of oh maybe i'll start my own thing do it too i'll give you this too we're not like Nick said. We're we're like a little bit above like average as far as like you know listenership, and I'd say like we're in. We we hit podcasting at the right time. I would say if you're trying to get into it, whether you're helping video. edit video, we already sort of have a brand. If you want to call us established, we've been doing this long enough for people know who we are and like know that they don't like just you know oh scoff there's another fucking podcast we've been here long enough where we're kind of in you know into it and if you too if you want to start a podcast do it don't don't, yeah that's the thing don't listen to anybody like we people like i've said it before you missed the boat on podcasting Eh, you might still do it you might have might have be late to the game but just do it but do it in a way that no one else is doing it yet Mm -hmm. think outside the box that was something that we did when we started was was 
still trying to think outside the box, and, and we're always trying to think outside the box, but we were really some of the first to start doing video. When the whole concept of video around St. Louis, yes, is something. Well, even in, in even you know nationally too. I mean, when we were thinking about um, the concept of the podcast when we were graduating college, I was already thinking. And when with TMA, that's what, one of the things I was brought in to do was do video. And I don't think we fully understood how effectively to do that in St. Louis because of the monetization factor. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that St. Louis did not get because I was already thinking that when we were in when we were in college, we did chatting from the couch and it was it was a video podcast. And I think trying to find that fine line of what's doable from a video standpoint, and then on top of that, how to actively monetize that. Barstool didn't start their videos until 2016, 2017. They so did some, but they we didn't. Were, I was do already much. think again, not to say I was I'm better than Barstool or by any. Yeah, Dave it, tapped into one of your yeah, uh, yeah, meetings, huh? Yeah, Dave tapped into watch shouting from the couch <laughs> and was like, "Hey, we got to do this." But we were talking. I mean, that's one of the reasons I was brought on at KFNS with Tim was to do video with Hannah, and we were going to be the the video team. Some roadblocks we ran into was not actively being able to monetize it, and, and certainly when you have a platform like Barstool, there's things that can be monetized whether it's the pizza review, whether it's any of the new videos, any of the new content that they put out daily now from all of their uh, great people that work there. there, there's, you know, they're thinking outside the box on new ways to do video. And St. Louis, I don't think, still, I'm not sure, has fully grasped from a sponsorship standpoint the idea of what the value, what the return brings from doing video. Well, we d- we- and I guarantee this is what's going to happen, and it probably already has, where – Eventually, all these different media entities in St. Louis, and they're already starting pretty much, will get ingrained in podcasting and video, whether it's the video of the show or video content. But you're right. It's going to, everybody's going to be, I'd say two, three years down the road, are going to be caught up on like, all right, we're a media entity. We have to do social media, podcasting. We have to do video clips, whatever. Um, but the the businesses aren't going to catch up until two years after that. And that's you know the I mean? thing. And that's where St. Louis is in a spot right now because at the end of the day, you can you can have as many fucking likes as you want. You can have a billion followers. If you have a billion followers, you're probably better off. But but I, I really speak in, in terms of that's retweets. a lot of followers, a billion. Yeah. And, and, and likes, millions of followers, right? But if you can't actively monetize that, if you sit there on TikTok and do your TikTok dance with you and your friends and you have... 50 million views in your TikTok videos and you have 10 million followers and you can't figure out a way strategically to monetize that attention on your TikTok, it's worthless. It's, a, it's if you're trying to make it a business. If you're trying to make a business. Correct. At, yes. at, at the end of the day, if you're trying to make if you are trying to make it as your end all be all. Because certainly, yes, many people like ourselves that aren't making a, a good chunk of money off the off of podcasting, we're just doing it for fun, right? Like that's what people some people's platforms and I think that's honestly how um, big platforms and big companies and, and uh, brands start out is it just starts out as, oh, I'm just doing this for fun. I don't really care what the end result sure. is. Yeah. And then it kind of spirals or goes viral on Facebook. I know my buddies, uh, not our buddies, but uh, guys we watch, the You Betcha guys, Charlie and, and Miles. Oh, yeah, yeah. With um, the man, like Charlie, when he started his videos, He's, he's a guy from Wisconsin, and he did the Manitalk, Manitalk Minute. She's talking about, like, Milwaukee and does a funny northern Wisconsin accent. And it was just, like, him in his bedroom, like, filming with the white wall behind him. And they went viral, and now they've essentially built an entire brand around that. Like, that's something you have to always think about if you want to make it your full-time gig. Sure. 
is how to monetize strategically, like always be thinking about that. Because unless unless you don't want to, I mean, some people just want to do it for fun, and that's cool too. But I think you know if you if you talk about end goals of building a big brand and really trying to establish yourself in the social media world or in the podcasting world, um, you got to always be thinking about that you know possibility. Definitely. Well, most people do this. I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like most people like in our situation where we're media guys already do this as a quote unquote hobby, but then. The, in the back of our minds, it is the goal to build it into a business. Now, yeah, I don't, I don't know if if, if people necessarily always have the, that goal, right? No, that, no, no, because that's right. because that's what I'm saying. I was like, oh, you, if you don't make, if you're not trying to make money off it, then you shouldn't be doing it at all. That's not what I'm saying. I think you yeah, should, some people still do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to make that make that point because I think that came off wrong when I was saying that. Is that some people want to just don't always have the end goal of making, making a money, business, correct? Making money, but off you it. you got to think sure. a lot of times when people do something on the side that isn't just I think about this for real. Instead of just laying on the couch or going biking or whatever a normal, quote-unquote, normal hobby is, they would just say, that's just for wasting time or that's just for me. I just like it. That's what I like to do. For podcasting, when you have to, again, like I said, you don't just walk in here, record. You have to edit. You have to get it on iTunes. Well, Nick does. I do. (laughs) Nick does. But you have to upload it. You have to, if you want to make it look good, it takes time. Usually, if you're putting that time into it, you're you have an end goal in mind. You have a goal of making money, and like, you know, and that's fine. That's it's good either way. And Nick and I, again, we the good thing is we've made more money. I think just I'm not. We're not even talking about the video side. The video side's been over way over what we thought we'd make by Mm -hmm. this point. I I think so. And then podcasting. I think we've made more than I expected at this point too. Two years, yeah, just, just from sure. the show. We we got paid Cafe Telegraph to come on there and do a show, fucking Facebook Live show with people around there talking football, drinking beer, and we got paid for that. Like I, I let that Kay sink Roberts, in. Sarah Barron, Sarah Barron, K. Roberts, um, all our SD, great sponsors, SDL Distillery, SDL Distillery, Manscaped. They've all been there, and like we've gotten paid and we've gotten free stuff from Manscaped and everything, and that makes me feel good. Saying like, dude. I would do this for free. I always have, but now I can see where it can become bigger than it is. I thought you were going to say know? it feels good having manscaped, having your balls trimmed. Well, you that know, is too. I would give them a free shout out. I but, mean, that's uh, you know, for, 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 maybe, yeah. maybe they'll re up in the next month or something. For free ads, free ads all around. But uh, no, it's it's cool because I, I see the growth, and when I do get impatient about our numbers, because I think in a way it's good. I think I do need that push. I've always had that in my life, and you know. I haven't decided yet if it's a curse or a blessing that I don't have patience, but uh, I would say as far as business, it's always helped me. It's always helped me it in my career. You. And it does, man. I If we had a million downloads an episode, I'd be like, why don't we have why a million and one? Too. I know. Yeah. It's funny because I have crazy. to sit here with TJ sometimes in the studio and he'd be like, man, I just don't know what we're doing, what we need to do better, what we need. To... I'm like, man, we're doing everything right. Like, like we're doing everything right. Like, certainly we can improve in, in certain areas. He's like, but I just don't understand. Like, why don't we have, I know, why don't we have more? Why, why aren't people getting engaged? Like, it, you know, I we joke about the, the text uh, voicemail line. I call people. It's really TJ. TJ is really the one that's mad at you for not. Call- <laughs> I'm mad. What? What can we? What can we do? How do we get people? I, I just don't understand, man. How can we get people more engaged with the show? Like, like this is like my drugs. Like, I, I, I it's like, like my. I just need more. See, I, I, see, I, I, podcast. I, don't, I don't take drugs, so like podcasting, entrepreneurship are like my drugs, man. You're just I need like it. you're just like in, you know you're just like in church or like out of the baseball game. You're like I just really need a podcast right now. I need a microphone. I am I'm podcasting junkie, man. I'm like, a, I love. Since I was a kid, again, we all had a lot of us had this dream of becoming a professional athlete. Then my next thing 
was like, I want to own my own business. I want to do my own thing. I want to be creative. I want to have fun. I want to entertain people, whatever the case that may, however that may work, whether I'm on camera or whether I'm behind the scenes producing, I don't give a fuck. And luckily my job has allowed me to do kind of both like my day job. This is more like, again, I do play by play on the radio slash uh, online streams, but then (laughs) sick um, broadcaster. And then also I do video stuff, so I like doing both. And then this the podcast has kind of like given me and Nick an opportunity to like see what we can create ourselves. And again, when people react to it the way they have, it's awesome. But I also want people out there. I know it's ha- I know it happens. I hundred percent know it happens. People will listen and turn us right off and say these guys fucking suck. I might be one of those guys saying like crazy for saying this, but like I want you to tell me we suck. Hundred percent. My dad does. I good. I told I told the story on the first <laughs> first our thoughts. I said my dad when I was playing bat like when I would broadcast, it, usually like my mom would be like, "Oh yeah, you, you sounded great. You did great. Oh, it was a great call." And my dad would be like, "Yeah, you messed up this in the third quarter. You bobbled this name. Oh well, you said fumble it was actually an interception." Like right. I know it's good when to he ha- told me I did good. I know he didn't bullshit me. Yeah. It's a hundred percent. That's true. that's the thing is that that's what people just want to be kind and nice and be like oh yeah no it was really great it was real great honey it was real great sweetie i don't know why they're calling me that but that, <laughs> but, but but you know it was really it was really good like you did a great job no like if it if it was bad you got to say it's bad i mean because sometimes yeah. sometimes we know it's bad like usually we, oh yeah usually we can and tell, we try to make fun of it to make we can it tell funnier but yeah. when it's bad and when it's good like it like i mean we have our listeners that will tell us. Joe will tell us. Be honest. That was an absolute shit show. Listen to early bras days. It, it, I'm being honest. It though. is. It listen is, to the early bras days. Especially, I mean, listen to the early listen, bruise days listen too. Listen to girls, girls, girls. Yeah. You know, not the Nick Yale show. Okay, thanks. Bye. Uh, before I was even on, like I didn't even. I honestly, like, I probably had like a 10 minute spat with TJ. I was like, that show doesn't exist. Like that. I there was never a time when Laura, TJ, and Kendall did a show without me. Sure shit, there was. Happened I had like no four idea. Times, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I, God, I, those were the good old I days. I had no idea that even show Man. even existed. That and was Nick before. got wind of it. He goes, oh, there's a show yeah. without me. Yeah, and he had to run that over was, here. That was for that was for uh, for me and Kendall were married. But uh, well, it's because you're right. It's before we got our shtick. Like the whole exactly, there's, there's sticks now. Exactly. Well, that that's what I'm saying. Because like even I remember even with. Um, like with Lauren Kendall, I was like, I don't know what like boundaries can I push. Like, right. like well, they didn't know you that well yet either. You know? Exactly. More like I can be professional Nick, or I can be like dorky, weird, you know, crazy, like normal Nick. You know, right. and, and and so it's just like sometimes my personality can be a little bit not. I wouldn't say much. But like sometimes when I'll make like certain jokes, I and I don't know with people I don't I know. know I don't know if I can like go there. My or friend not. group's the same way. Yeah, like, I get it. Like you know, like asking Laura like what you do in the bedrooms, Th- things like Correct. that. Where yes. it's like, is that pushing the boundary? Yeah. I don't really. Yeah, you know, but not- she understands like a joke. Like she knows you're like you're not a real right. life creep. Like, it's, yeah. you know what I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm being honest. So like, if she didn't know you and you're like. Oh yeah, like, you and TJ have sex TJ tonight or something. Like, TJ puts like, your underwear on. What? Yeah, it's like it's like what? But like she knows who your personality right. and like she's gotten to know you more. Same, I would say the same thing with you and me when we first oh, started the show. Oh, like, without a doubt, we knew each other, but it wasn't like anything. We didn't know much about each other's families or life. Oh, and now no. that we do, it's like I know I know jokes that will work every time because you I know how you'll react. You know how I'll react to things. It's like. That's what makes it work. Right. You know what I mean? And then we also know we're pretty good with flowing because, again, anybody apparently that I talk to, some people say, oh, you talk for a living? God, that's easy. I wish I could do that. I, I would do that in a second. It's like, Give it a shot, bro. Like, it's it not as easy as you might think. It's, it, w- you know. it was funny because when we were um, 
with with book it as we talk about getting more people on the show honestly a great place for us to look is like linkedin and just to post more on linkedin yeah, right. and talk about things on linkedin especially like this stuff these that's, conversations that's would be where, great that's where people are like actively like actively looking and actively you know trying to add more to their teams as well because i've had so many conversations in the past like months since i joined book it just on with but connecting with people on linkedin and just jumping on the phone i'm like it doesn't seem weird. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't like if someone DM'd me on Twitter or Facebook, I would probably still listen as well. But if someone messaged me on LinkedIn and say, Hey, can we jump on a call? I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like we're gonna just talk about the industry, yeah. bounce ideas back and forth. And it was funny because one of these guys reached out to me and uh and he sent me his number and so I just texted. We were texting back and forth, jumped on a call, and we're gonna do a podcast next week. Um a, a, another guy that owns a betting company. And, you know, he was asking me, he's like, well, you know, do I need to like send you over questions? What do you need? Like, I'm like, oh no, dude, like I can hop on the call. I was like, I can just jump on and start talking. Cause he's like, I don't know if we'll run out, if this is enough to talk about. I'm like, dude, I could talk about sports betting for 17 hours. Like if you tell me to do it all in 30 minutes, I can do it in 30 minutes. If you say we're going for six hours, I can fill six hours. Dude, well, think about honestly us doing the show for two years. It, even though we've both been pretty good at talking to people, like that's what we, you and me are just like two people that can talk to anybody about business, about mm-hmm. podcasting, but like think about how talking in front of a microphone, what, three to four times a week for two years, that does help you like with conversations oh, in general. No like, you know what I'm saying? Like it helps you with business. It does, man. Well, even on like, I mean, being on TV and being in radio, being in the industry in the aspect of like, I guess having to go live and not fuck up is different than kind of doing a podcast where you can be off the riff. You can be you yourself, can too. You can be yourself. Yeah. I mean, there were so many times in TV where I'm like, oh, shit. I don't really... You don't really make the connection that there's probably like 300,000 people watching you right now mm-hmm. when you're just standing in front of a TV camera versus like if you're in a uh, in a stadium giving a big speech or doing a concert or something like that. You don't really understand like the volume of people that are watching you. You know, because I mean, I mean, us being on TV, shit, we may have had some more more fans than like a uh, fucking Toby Keith concert. I don't know. <laughs> watching us on TV. So just say it. That no. was, dude, that was the worst though whenever you would write a tease and you had to read word oh, by word. Man. And then it's like, or you memorize something in your live shot and you're like, I forgot the second sentence I was yeah, going to say. Well, and then, like, and this you, is so bad. Then you fuck up and stumble over your words. I, I was talking to- Don't uh, miss it at all. Like not even- one percent miss tv ever i, oh, I was God. talking to uh, olivia one of our media girls for book it and she's the same way as hannah was when hannah and i worked together where they like to write everything hannah yates by the way yeah where they like to Case write to everything down so that they have a script so they know what to talk about i'm like i just go and sit in front of the camera i'm like if a sponsor needs me to say something specific i'll do that but yep. i'm much more comfortable going in off the cuff and just if it's a topic i know i'm talking if it's not something i'm comfortable talking about certainly i might want some notes and and uh, quick hitters there, but I find it harder having a script because then all of a sudden I'm trying to, if I'm not reading off a teleprompter, if I'm right. trying to memorize a script, like if I'm doing a book it hit or if I'm doing a, a bets on the balcony video or if I'm just talking about this on the podcast, like just what we're doing or what Bruce on the balcony is. If I had like notes in front of me, I'd be like, okay, I got to hit this thing. Okay, this point, I talked about point. that already. Okay, now we got to talk about this. We got to, we got to, okay, this topic we need to hit on. So we need to, find a flow and stop this conversation to try to start this conversation when like this conversation is still going like same thing with uh with interviewing people yeah i used to write down questions all the fucking time and you could hear me like looking and like waiting and now i just i told my dad he goes how'd you like i i I do like a a interview for it was oh no it was a coach's show lindenwood coach's show on 101 we used to do a 101 espn coach's show live and i used to prepare 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 like all these fucking stats and all this shit and I'd be like nervous, like, oh, I got to yeah. get this, I got to get that. And then dad goes, oh, how'd you prepare for today's show? This is like 
couple years ago, and I go, I didn't do anything. Because I know I know the team. I know I know what happened last game. I was there. I was yeah. calling the fucking game. And I'm just going to be myself. Wrong, and then you like, can look it up real quick. But it's like, yeah. you or, don't or, have to script it. You know what I mean? speak on a stat, Coach Correction, who cares? Dude, like, it's I did, not like It's not like thing. you don't know. Yes. You weren't at the game. If you're like, oh, four touchdowns. You're like, oh, no, it's five. You're like, oh, five. Sorry. Like, whatever. People you can know? call your bullshit yeah. way quicker. if they, they know when you're reading off something. 100%. It's just the way it is. So... I, I 100% agree if you ask 10 people, take a poll of 10 people, they say, would you rather listen to a conversation where you knew that it was off the cuff or would you rather listen to it if it was like more professional and you knew what questions were coming up? And Nine out of 10 people would say, I want it a regular right. conversation, no plans. And don't get me wrong. Your preparation is key in any factor. The professionals and people that have done it a long time can get away with not maybe not preparing as much, but if you go in cold turkey to an interview with someone you've never met before, you should actively prepare and find out something about them. And, if you, yeah, if you don't know anything about yes. somebody you're interviewing, it, I'm much, not saying it's that. much different doing like what we do on this podcast and just like shooting the shit and talking or like. If we bring one of our buddies or one of our friends on, or, or like bring Cam on or something, we know we know his backstory. We know right. we know him personally. Versus, or like if you're doing the coach's show, you know Jed personally. Versus doing like a brand new interview with someone we've never met before, meeting for the first time. Like it's always good to do your homework, do your background, do your research on them. Because if you can find one simple thing to connect with in an interview, pro tip here, pro tip of the day from Nick. There we go. If you can find whether you're doing a TV interview, interviewing somebody um, for say fucking a car accident, you got to go talk to Modot. You mm-hmm. got to talk to the spokesperson at Modot. A boring ass interview. If you can find, whether it's that person or whether it's somebody you're bringing on your podcast for the first time and you want to break the ice a little bit, find something about that individual that has nothing to do with the topic you're talking about. Right. Because if you can go in there and you can say, hey, oh, you're a Missouri Tigers fan? I'm a Missouri Tigers fan. Hey, Eli Drinkwitz doing a great job like recruiting. Like, it's going to be exciting football season. They're like, oh, yeah, loosens them up. Sure. They're not all like, oh, Hi, are you? Hi, yeah, I'm, Nick, I'm, I'm a robot. I, I'm, yes. Nick, I'm Nick Yale with KOMU. Thank you for uh, taking five yeah. minutes out of your day. Yeah, okay. let me ask you these five written down yeah, questions yeah. So, I have. Uh, so, uh, tell me about the uh, fatalities in Missouri and why uh, your thoughts on uh, seatbelts. Like, yeah. that's just boring as shit. And people will literally answer that cookie cutter, and it's going to be the yep. most boring yep, interview you've ever got. They're going to give you the most talking head answer ever. I and... think about, like, with so Brian and Dan with, with I'm an adult board game. Adult we board interviewed game. them. That was the first biz one we've done. And we, we might still Great interview game, entrepreneurs. Great game. Oh, it was an awesome game. And you've played it. I've played I, it. I've, 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 laughing my ass it, off. Yeah. Laughing my ass off. It's it's a great idea. Laughing my ass off. Laughing my ass off. Uh, Sinking Ship Games LLC, by the way. So going into that, I we met with them about doing video and stuff, and Nick worked with them and, and did a great job on their video. Um, but I didn't know much about them besides the game. But that's all I needed. So I didn't go. I went into the interview not really knowing who they were. No one things about the game that I had my personal questions about. So like you go in there, don't prepare anything as far as like, if you know what you want to ask them as don't a person. don't have to have questions. Don't bring questions. Correct. If you don't have to, if, if you, you if, can flow, some people can't flow. Like they really can't not saying I'm a, we're perfect interviewers, but I would say everybody we've had in here, but, and outside like McKernan and like Michael Sh- or Michael Sherping. And we've had, you know, different guys. We've had, uh, Travis stone from the PA announcer for, yeah. um, Talking Fortnite. Kentucky Derby, talking Fortnite. I mean, that, that's, just, that's one of those things. Being I mean, able to kind of, you know, when you're interviewing a person, letting the conversation dictate where it's going. So, for instance, like next week we're doing a show 
for uh, a, a sports book with some prominent uh, athletes. And going in, a lot of when you were working with a sports book, you know, they want the conversation to center on betting or have some sort of flow on betting. So it's important to go into that with like knowing that as a topic. But if someone is, t- is taking it in a completely different direction because the interview is going to center on no fans being in the stands for sporting events, if, if one of the interviewees takes it one direction – Go with it. Just, right. just just ride it out. Don't go in and, and prepare for an interview. And then if they give you a great soundbite, then you all of a sudden you just cut them off and go to your next question that has nothing to do with. It's a, a non sequitur. Yeah, just, yeah. It makes let no it, sense. Let it let the conversation flow in just the direction that it goes. And a great interview will will be able to tie in everything and and segue it the proper way, which is why you're good as the point guy because you can do that whether we're interviewing somebody or whether we're doing brews on the balcony and we're getting off in a tangent that we didn't plan for you can bring it back in circle it back um, and make it so works i think you do that well on bras as well even though laura is typically the host yeah you can still like guide it guide the conversation in a way where it makes sense and because again people want to listen to the whole meat and potatoes sure but when we talk about people's attention spans, if you only have them for an hour, maybe you're only doing 30 minutes with an interviewer, you got to get all this in a shorter amount of time. And that's certainly hard to do. Well, that's like, you know, me and you talk about that too. And that's why a, a podcast like this works too, is is us just talking about business. And like I say, we literally do hit record and go, but yeah, you, me are, no prep. you mean good. What did, what did Kendall say the other day? You and me are carriers. We carry conversations. We are carriers. We, and some people are followers where they, or they, they can't, carry a conversation they can respond to something and that's what i think kendall's definitely someone that you have to ask her questions and then once she's comfortable she'll give you an explanation and like like we talked about give her crap about meeting her boyfriend's parents brad brad and we said jerry and janet jerry and janet were the the mom and the and the boyfriend Ah, those mom and the boy and then who was the dad's name we said uh, it was well, like Steve. I don't, I don't know. Yes, I don't know what his real name. Is. No, I don't, no, I don't his, wanna... his his podcast name. His podcast was Steve. Name, I think. I think it was Steve. Steve and because his real and... name was better than that. No, no, the boyfriend's name was better oh, than, than yeah. Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. Yes. It wasn't Jerry. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was I a remember. total, total dad that, slash that, boyfriend, like old like, boyfriend name. Yes, the guy wears guy is. wears like white New Balance shoes, with <laughs> high socks. Totally, totally, <laughs> fucking love it. Yeah, but that I mean that's how, especially you know, in, in dating as well. Yeah, you got to be able to. You have the carriers because she would never. No, if we didn't go, if it, so we know that people like listening to those stories because we respond to them well. We have our own little comments, like it, it, it's entertaining. But if we don't bring it up, Kendall will never bring it up on the show. No, she won't. That's a good. That's the same thing with interviewing somebody. If you have an idea of where you want to go with it, and you know that they have a conversation, like let's say, let's say you're interviewing Jaden Schwartz, you want to hear. Everybody doesn't want to hear about Schwartz and his great season. They can, you can hear that anywhere. I want to hear about Jaden fucking partying his ass off after they won the cup. I want to hear where he went, how many yes. beers he drank. And you got to get them in a certain mindset to yeah. answer those type of questions because they won't do it if you just if you come right in and be like, "Hey, so I heard you party." That that's, does nothing. That's it, why it's just I know. Like, uh, like, that's why that's why I was saying like when we were doing bras, you know, it was it, it like sometimes it takes a little bit, but like now, like we've had, I think some of our best shows have been on bras because like no, for sure, we know or like really I know when I can push the limit on on certain things, and that's like when Laura's drinking, it's even more fun. But you and me can really like I can I can 
throw a firecracker in a barrel between you and Laura and just like watch it explode. Oh, yeah, or sure. I can push Kendall's buttons and like make make her start talking and start yelling at me and like do those different things or like you can get under my skin and then all of a sudden I get pissed off or, <laughs> or like Laura will be like, Nick, I have a bone to pick with you. Yeah. And right. then it's just like, okay, here we go. And you just know that's gonna like generate good, funny content. It's the same thing too with the the drops. If you if you oh, notice yeah. when if, there's, you, if you can do it properly, yes. Well, because me and Nick on brews, it's so hard because you and me carry the conversation. It's just two of us. When you and Laura or Kendall and Laura are talking, I have time to look at drops and play them. Yep. When it's you and me in a conversation, I would love to play more drops on brews. It's just really hard. Like if we, well, that's why we have more colors and shit. I can I do it. Bring this up. This is funny because this is a very unique thing about, about you is you like to be in control and you don't want to let anybody else. What have do you control. mean? Like, so when I say this like, is good, this is like when, therapy. When I, when it's I like say, podcast when therapy. When I say you're the point guard, like you like to be, that is like one of our, pro- that's always been like one of our problems with like bringing in a quote unquote, like producer is because Oh, I, I do. I love you, being on the buttons. You are the type of person that loves to be in charge and that loves to just do it your way. Like, like I'm, I'm similar. I've gotten a little bit better about being more hands off. But even like when posting the posting the podcast and like editing it, like if you're like, oh, can you edit today? I'll be like, yeah, sure. I edit. I post. You'll still go back and change it <laughs> to the way you want it to be done. And the same thing goes with with <laughs> producing the show. It's like, oh. You know, you don't do as many drops because, yeah, you're sitting here talking. It's hard to do that at the same time yeah. without being able to find drops and, like, listen and then hit the right drops. Because if, if, like, if I'm looking for a drop and you're talking to me, I can't I can't do both. Like, it's, I can't right, focus right. on both. And so that's why, like, most of the drops in our show come when I am talking and you'll go, like, what? 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 Yeah. Like, you can hit, like, all the drops. And that's funny when people – when I'm, like, in-depth telling a story that either, A, you – truly do not care about or b you're like <laughs> usually you, i do it's just like part of the shtick right it's like, right like, like the survivor talk, stuff yeah if i'm talking i about could give a shit less you, about survivor you can but tune that out like, and just start playing drops and then that's really funny well, because or, also real side note i know that half the people might be interested in survivor yeah it might be pissed at me but the other half like dude i don't want to fucking hear about exactly. survivor so you get both sides or of you it, get you know on that mean? tangent and like i know like if i'm talking about like being an eagle scout like i know that's part you know i the, know yeah. i and, and that's and that's part of it too it's like that's the, as Tim uh, McKernan always says, that's the inside baseball. I know what I'm doing by starting. Correct. Because that's what I do. I am a shit disturber at yes. heart. Like, my mom will tell you 100% that I am a shit disturber, <laughs> and I will try to just, like, be annoying for the yeah. sake of being annoying. Because it's funny. And, like, 100%. Z the P in, is the same way. Like, we both, we both will do it. And so that's one of those things, though. But when you're running the show, it's like we probably would need a producer only doing drops but then if we bring them in they have to really understand the show the yes show 100%. and they really and that's why that has been you know circling back to our, our beginning discussion has always been the main concern with bringing in a third individual guy or girl i've always said i would love to have a girl i i think i think having a girl brings a very unique but i think we totally already have that on bras that's yes, what makes me yes, think i was you know fine i was fine with that once because at first my very first thing that i said when I we did a show, I was like, we need a girl in some capacity because, and then without knowing that Lauren Kendall eventually wanted to come and do it, and that's worked out great. Mm-hmm. I, I love that because having that, you know, having that portion is just again a different perspective, different ideas. Yeah. Because even when I even when we do bras, I I talk to my girlfriends, I talk to my, my them and say, girlfriends, I don't have a girlfriend. 
And <laughs> Nick's not about monogamy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I say, hey, like, what do you want to talk? What would you be interested in hearing about on a podcast? Yeah. You know, and certainly we are not caller daddy of Barstool. We're not over here talking about sucking dicks and blowjobs and sex life. And, and I don't. And, like, and I don't want that. that and I don't whole, think any of us want that. that whole you know what I mean? You know, I mean, it's it's certainly it's it, it's interesting listening. Oh, but, for sure. Uh, but I, I I don't. That's not us. Like that's yeah. That's we would never go. Like we definitely push it the sometimes, we but go never. Is TJ trying on Laura's underwear. Yeah, is the furthest we go. But then what, here's the thing: is like everybody understands if they listen to us, we make jokes like that. But it's like a secondary. Like you have to like read into it. Like it's yeah. the way we say it. You know it's what I'm satirical. saying? Like satirical. correct. And, that's, and so that's more us. But that's sure. the thing: is like you really have to when it comes to finding a producer or bringing on a third host. They have to understand the show because even for me, it was still like. That's kind of why I'm probably a good uh, secondary host. It's because when you approached me about doing the show, I was in a position where even at KFNS, I was behind the scenes. I wanted to get back on in some capacity because I do, you know, I used to care more about it than I do now. But like I I do like talking and that's why I was saying like, oh, podcast is perfect. So I had done a couple before. But I didn't want to be a number one. Like I did not want to be the guy that runs the show. Yeah, and that I definitely has did. to do all this. Yes. Like so, that's why yes. it worked. Is because like I want to come in and I want to be the guy that you know we laugh about. They can just walk in and just sit down and just can just go. Like I don't. I'm not a tech guy. I'm not a you know. I'm not a show runner. I am a come in. Bring the content. Bring the heat. When we need you to. When the show's boring, we need you to flip it on. I can do that. Yeah. And then be done. Like Definitely. I can, I can carry us when we need to carry, and you know when TJ's crabby and doesn't have his coffee yet, I can carry it, and then just you know we work well, we bounce well off each other because we do. Even with that that situation, like we know our role is one two, but we also are basically the exact same way we think in terms of business and the industry and the hunger to actually continue to try to be better, to make the show better, to develop it. That's why, and, like, uh, I, I want to be hands-on. Like, the, we are complete opposite in that regard, and that's why I'm glad we are. Because, like, honestly, when I when I had that conversation with my dad, I've mentioned it probably a thousand times now, when I said I need someone like myself as far as mindset, like doing this yes. for free and, like, building something. But I didn't tell him this. I'm like, I need to be in control. Like, I – not like the show. Like, trust me, we both – like I ask Nick, like, what do you think of this? And if he's like, dude, it, it doesn't look good or doesn't sound good, we change it. We're 50-50 partners on this. But as far as like running shit and like creating yeah. stuff and like I like Which my own cool. dojo. You know what I mean? I like. I mean, I've liked that because it's it's one of those things where when it, it's one of those things where it's like we got past the point where it's like if you ask me to do something, then I'm obviously going to do it. But then if you did did went back and did it your way, I'd be like under my own. In my own mind, I'd be like, why the fuck did he ask me that the first time <laughs> if he was just going to do it? Why didn't he just do it? And now it's just like, you just do it. And right. like, like, and I do. I, and I, especially with the business stuff. Like, I like handling the business stuff. Like, I like handling, like, I don't like hounding you to track your, your miles. I'm like, I'll just do it for sure. you. Like, and I have, yeah, don't worry yeah. about it. I got this because I don't want to keep bugging you because you're not going to do it type thing. (laughs) That's literally literally how it goes. Like when it comes to like the business end of things, like I handle more of the business or like the clients or whatever we're doing. You just give me the more production. I do more production. And then you do the production, the podcast, handling all that. So it just works out like, Eventually, it's like a split, and if we ever needed help in one area or the other, we would ask. Well, it's because like I'm going to Florida next week, so like Nick has to come in studio. 
I, it's gonna he, be a shit show. Oh well, not only that, but like I have to figure out if like you have to run point or not because like technically, I guess I still could, but I can't hear the shit and oh, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it's like it's gonna be interesting. But that's to me, that's what makes us us is like it is gonna be different, but it's It'll still us and we like, flow well with it. You yeah, know what I mean? and I mean I've done it before. It's not like the first rodeo and doing. It. Is it as good? Probably not by any means. It's different, you know, doing it. But that's what we. What one thing that's good thing about us is that yeah, just because you're going to Tampa, just going you're going to, to on vacation, or like when stop. I go on vacation, just because I'm gonna go on vacation, we're still doing the show. Like, yeah, it, it's just one of those things. It's 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 kind of a non-starter. Oh, just because you are out of town, show's still going on. Whether it's in the car up the lake. I mean, we joke about me being on vacation all the time, but like we always make it work in some capacity. Maybe For it's sure. not the full meat and potatoes of the show. Maybe it's not the whole the whole enchilada, but like we're still going to do the show in some capacity. And that's why, you know, for bringing on people, I think we'd be great to work with if people want to try out their own thing, because much like Barstool, I, I we always compare Barstool, but just uh, we are stoolies and we like what they do and, mm-hmm. and believe in what they do. You can have your own political opinions about them. And they've had, again, they've had some shit go down lately. And like, definitely those comments hit hard. I mean, they, they, I don't like the fact that they said what they said about like the Ka- Colin Kaepernick thing. Sure. I'm not going to get into politics right now, but I'm just saying like, they're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's but perfect. We're talking about we don't agree with everything they do, but we're, we're, overall, we're speaking of yeah, more in, in how they handle their business, correct? Like the content, yes. the content side of things, not you know things that, that they've that, said that or anything. Dave has said or that they've gotten into, but the fact that when you go to Barstool, you kind of have the freedom to do what you want to do, to build your own platform. brand, to yes. be you know use a platform to build your own brand, and that's kind of what we strive to do as well. Is if someone wants to come in and has an idea, go for it, try it, give them the flexibility to. And the opportunities to build their own brand on a platform where they can grow and also at the same time utilize our expertise, knowledge, resources, and experience from doing what we've done to learn, A, what doesn't work. I think that's the most Definitely. important thing is just, you know, two two sides of that coin. You know, you're not trying to you're not trying to reinvent the wheel, but at the same time, you're also trying not to repeat someone else's mistakes. Like figure out what people did wrong. Don't do that, but don't really try to reinvent the wheel. You know, we say podcasting may be um, maybe late to the game on podcasting. Certainly, still fucking works though. Oh my like, god! People yeah. are doing podcasts left and right it's the all future, the time. Man. I, I say, you know, three things: you need to be consistent, you need quality content, you got to be, uh, you need quality quality of the content like the content itself has to be good but the quality of the production has to look good too audio and video has to look good and then consistency third thing being the key especially when you talk about sponsors they don't want to see you do one podcast a month no maybe that's all you can do to start out and then maybe that's fine if you're just trying to do it as a hobby but if you really are trying to monetize it and make it a full-time thing you got to be uh you got to be consistent and and uh really bring up the the quality of your content and, and that's it doesn't cost a lot of money to do either no it's, it's very it's you know and we've been lucky enough to get to buy some even better equipment from what we've done with the video company and even what we've made off brews which is we're lucky but you don't need much i mean like i said we've done this with two stick mics two arms we had a guest nick had to swing the arm back to the other guy yeah, that was fun. we didn't have it wasn't soundproof we echoed but it's like that what that's what made us us and yeah the window we, was duct taped shut yeah um, yeah the studio we hung up the uh the, the the we had blankets tacked to the wall correct um <laughs> mics that were maybe 15 dollars a piece 
with cords <sighs> that were kind of frayed and a shitty mixer, which actually we still use. It's actually not that shitty. It's it's the one that Nick um, uses on the on the road. On a kitchen table with kitchen chairs. Uh, yeah, the window was duct taped shut. No air conditioning. God. In a rickety apartment. So that's, you know, use the tree start. I, I guess we can't even use... I, I was just thinking out loud. I guess I can't use that in Florida because you're going to be... You'll be leaving. You, you need that for Reno. So oh, I guess yeah. We, I yeah. got to just go on my iPhone headphones or yeah, something. Yeah, you'll just have to go straight into Zoom Zoom. It's fine. Zoom Zoom, just like I did in the car. It's only two which shows. Which works great, honestly. How are we going to do bras? Let me think about that. Oh, I don't know. If we might have to skip that week. or no, just, we're fucking skipping. We're we all, don't, we're we doing don't z- skip. We're doing Zoom, baby. We're doing Zoom. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna sit in one one place. Your phone. Lars gonna sit in one place. Her phone. Kendall's gonna sit in Indianapolis. Her phone. I'm gonna sit on the uh, and I'm gonna be. I'm in gonna, the studio. I'm gonna be in the studio. Okay. Damn it, we're gonna fucking do it. We'll make it work. We, we always do. We always do. So. Uh, so anyway, as we've been talking, if you're interested in being involved, um, if you're interested in at least just talking about being involved, doesn't have to be a commitment. I will say this though, as we both have uh, attested to. If you're going to join, if you're going to be part of this thing, we need consistency and we need people that want to buy in. We're, we're not interested in people no jumping on and writing one blog or writing two blogs every six months. We're not nope. interested in that. If you want in, we'd love to talk to you and see if we can find a fit for you. Um, again, we're trying to build something fun. We're trying to build a platform that people can interact on that if you have some creativity and you have that that creative mindset, but you don't have any word that you can really express it, um, hit us up. TJ Weber at WeberYellMedia.com. And it can be literally in any any platform too. Movies, TV shows, entertainment, girls, girl topics, guy topics. It can be behind sports, the scenes. It can be editing. It can be Literally uh, whatever. anything. Yeah. I mean, we're willing to give it a go. And nothing political. We're, we're, no, 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 we're, no. we're staying out no, of no, the no. Uh, politics realm. And if you want your political content, you can go somewhere else for that. Yes. We're not, we're not going to get into that that jazz um so if it's anything that's you know fun entertaining that kind of thing we're the spot hit us up hit us up and uh again just just know it's about having fun growing something and and being consistent we 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 don't want one and dones that's not our thing we're not happy that we've had i mean it's fine we give it shit because it was like right when we started but like we've had two interns that lasted each a day (laughs) but as, we weren't actively prepared to have no, an intern on. No. They're like, they were just we, I on. think they asked Correct. like what they should do, and I was like, well, you know, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good thought. A, Let me get yeah. back to you. Yeah, and then never, never get back to it. So we didn't really understand the structure of doing it. But that's kind of how, that's that that is the the startup life is you kind of just fly by the seat of your pants. Nobody really knows what the fuck they're doing. No. You're just trying to no. do your best shot. You fake it till you make it is a real, real thing. Yep. Um, and because I can tell you the amount of times that I've been talking to either industry leaders or, um, you know, doing interviews and I'm trying to say something and I said something that just sounded really smart, but I'm like, yeah, that made no fucking sense, but you know, it sounded cool. So that's and the then worst. They're like, oh, good point. And I'm like, oh, that's the worst when you're in the middle of a conversation I, and you don't even know what the fuck you're saying. I'll, and I'll then be literally on my phone, you know, I'll be like, yeah. So like logistically speaking, like yeah, if yeah. you look at the narrative here, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then I, I look at myself, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, you start did I just add, you say? start adding a bunch of adjectives and adverbs, and you're like, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm, I'm like, saying. Yeah, right yeah. Now. Oh, our team is very cohesive. We can definitely accomplish. Your <laughs> oh, goals. cohesive, like like the cohesive spray we put on the back of our foam <laughs> yeah. tiles on the yeah. wall. That's co- cohesive. <laughs> that's adhesive. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's what I, that's what I thought of when you said cohesive. Oh, uh, on that note. Yeah. All right. Uh, follow us everywhere at Bruce Bo TV. Get involved if you want to be involved.